Welcome to another episode of Lessons from a Prodigal. My name is Mike Peroni and I am your host. And today is Tuesday, July the 14th, 2020. I hope that you all had a great week. And um, I hope that you are all having a blessed day today. It is absolutely beautiful because the Lord has made this day. And because he made it, we can rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Well, I apologize for not having a podcast last week. <clears throat> and um, it was a crazy week. And, uh, and but uh, in a good way. I had worked a lot of hours. And I'm not young as I used to be. And not as young as I used to be. And working a 16-hour shift takes me about a week to recuperate. <laughs> so um, I'm not liking this getting older stuff. But what it is is what it is. But uh, I'm ready to do one this week, and uh, I'm glad that you're here and listening to this podcast. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, I do my best to try to put a podcast out every week. And um, and if you're joining us for the first time, please feel free to go back to the past podcasts and and uh, hear what where we're at in our teachings um, and what's been talked about over the last number of months now. Um, I want to thank everyone who is being faithful and, and, and following this podcast. I pray that it's <laughs> ministering to you. And as always, I encourage you to really um, share this podcast in any capacity, in any form that you, you can, you know, to people that really need to hear these podcasts. Um, and I just thank you for your support. And... Um, I just want to get caught up where we're at here. We're, we're talking about a, a series of teachings about going back to the basics. This is part three um, of those teachings. And uh, and basically, we're just going back to the beginning of what it really means to be a Christian. Um, the last podcast, um, I hope that you had a chance to reflect and uh, ask yourself, um, you know, why do you call yourself a Christian? You know, again, why do you believe in God? How did you come to believe in God? How did you become to believe in Jesus? You know, um, again, was it something that you just were brought up in or the faith you were brought up in and that's all you know? And uh, or did you have an actual experience with the Lord and one day, you know, you committed your life to him? Um, but the point of that whole reflecting was to just, again, you know, ask yourself, you know, why? Why do I believe in Jesus? You know, have I made this 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 faith of mine personal? Is it my own personal walk with God, or am I just walking? You know, the same faith my parents did, and it's just what we did all our lives, and you know, uh, it's just what we do. You know, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I just want you to have a chance to really reflect because we really need to bring this this important point, you know, home. Because, you know, this, this, this faith that we have in Christ, you know, really needs to be a personal faith. You know, we need to be walking with Christ because I want to walk with Christ. Not because my parents taught me, not because it's just what we did all our lives, and not because we were just, you know, brought up in this faith. But I want to be able to say, <clears throat> I'm a believer in Christ because I'm choosing to be a believer in Christ. And I think it's important to have that personal relationship because that's what a Christian is. You know, when it comes down to it, 
you know, a Christian is one who has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, and we need to each come to that point to have our own walk with the Lord. Not what my parents want and walked or how they did their thing, you know, or anybody else in my life, you know. I want to have a personal relationship. I want to be a Christian because I believe in Christ, because I believe in the Christian faith, because I believe in the teachings of the Bible. And I want to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, so I hope we had a chance to reflect on that. And um, and now we're going to get into really <laughs> what separates a believers, you know, because it's believing enough. Okay, we talked about, okay, we have a faith in Christ. We came to believe in him, however that was. But is that enough? You know, is that, am I all set now? Okay, I believe in Christ. You know, I believe in his birth. I believe in his, his suffering. I believe in his death. I believe in his resurrection. Um, is that enough? You know, I believe in God, the Father. I believe in the Holy Spirit. You know, am I all set? Am I good to go? Do I have to worry about you know, standing before the Lord and not entering into the kingdom of God, you know. Um, where do we go from here? If we've come to a point that we acknowledge that, yes, I do believe in the Lord, and yes, I do have a personal relationship with him, I have my own faith, um, where do I go from here? Is that enough? Well, I'm not sure if that is enough. <laughs> because really the whole point of believing you know, when Jesus came into the earth, okay, when he started his ministry, you know, he began to, um, you know, perform his miracles and heal the sick and, and you know, open the eyes of the blind and heal the leopards and raise the dead. I mean, that was, I couldn't imagine being there to see that. You know, I would do anything. If I could find a time machine, I would love to go back to that day and those time period when Jesus was actually walking on the face of the earth to see the miracles, you know, and, you know, and the purpose of the miracles was to do what? Was to get people to believe in him. The purpose of the miracles were to get people to trust him and to that, that they would see with their own eyes that what he was proclaiming, you know, being the son of God was the truth, you know, and, you know, as the miracles were being performed and Jesus' teachings were going out, people you know, uh, people were being astonished, as you can imagine. They, they, the Bible says that people were saying that, you know, never have they heard or seen such such uh, a ministry, such as such a teaching or, or, or a miracle, their, you know, in their lives. They were, they were blown away, you know, and people would follow him everywhere he went. Now, you know, we're talking thousands of people that were starting to put their faith and belief in Jesus. And, you know... Jesus knows the heart of every man. And, you know, now in this, his ministry was going on, you know, he came to a point where, okay, we're going to find out who really is a believer and who is a follower. And we find a story in John chapter 6. Um, you know, Jesus' teachings are getting pretty deep, you know. But in John chapter 6, um, Jesus gives a teaching to uh, the crowd, and um, and we're going to start in verse 53, okay? He went through this teaching, and then in verse 52, it says, Then the Jews began to argue sharply amongst themselves, How can this man 
give us his flesh to eat. And then in verse 53, Jesus explains. Jesus says to them, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has, has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him, just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So, that, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. And it says in verse 59, he said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Now, my next heading after that teaching <laughs> says, many disciples desert Jesus. And in verse 60, it says, on hearing it, many of the disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept this? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit, and they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled me. And in verse 66, it says, from this moment, from this time, many of the disciples turned back and no longer followed him. So Jesus knows, you know, and that's why, again, it's important that we understand, you know, are we saying we're disciples of Christ? Even if you're saying you're a disciple of Christ, you know. Are you truly a disciple of Christ? Are you following the Lord? Are you giving up everything that he has asked of us to give up to, to be a Christian? Because that's what a Christian is. You know, a Christian isn't just someone who goes to a Christian church. You know, a, a Christian isn't someone who just acknowledges, you know, the Lord, Lord's birth, the Lord's death, his Lord's resurrection. You know, a Christian is not just someone who attends a Christian church every Sunday. You know, a Christian is a follower of Jesus Christ. Again, a Christian is a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, when Jesus called out for his disciples, you know, what he or in others in the Bible, what did he say when he called them by name? <laughs> he didn't say, you know, hey, Matthew, come and believe in me. You know, he didn't say, Peter, you know, come and believe in me. He didn't say, James, come and believe in me. No, Jesus said, come, follow me. There's a difference there, folks. There's a difference between believing Christ and believing in the Christian faith. And there's a difference of following Christ. Um, I went up, I even looked up the word Christian, what it means and what a Christian is is one who relates to or professing Christianity or its teachings. It's one who relates to Christianity. And it's one who relates to Christianity's teachings, not just acknowledging it with your mouth, but it's one who relates to it. You know, it's one who, who follows it, who's an example of the teachings. 
you know. Um, but the problem is that people, <laughs> as those people in, in, in the scripture we just read, you know, they followed Christ. You know, they believed in him. And um, of course they would. How can you not believe in, in someone who does, performs miracles and, and who raised the dead? And and who had a who had a presentation of 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 words that were just heart heart touching, you know, and um, so they did believe in him. But they would only. But when the teachings got harder, you know, when when it became more difficult to to follow him because of what he was teaching, then a lot of people abandoned him. They said, "We we can't handle this. This is this is too much," you know. You know, do you know anybody like that? You know, anybody that gave their life to the Lord and they came to have faith in Christ and they started learning about, you know, the Bible and they started reading the Bible and they started getting into the Word and they finally realize, you know, okay, this is what it's going to take to be a Christian, to be a follower of Christ. And all of a sudden, they, you know, you don't see them reading their Bible anymore. You don't see them going to church anymore. Why? Because it became too hard for them. Because Jesus was asking from them too much, you know, something that they didn't want to give up, you know. Um, you know, we had the story of the rich young man in Matthew chapter 19, because this is where people, you know, this is where a lot of people today fall short. You know, following Christ is easy when nothing it doesn't cost you anything, you know, to, to acknowledge Jesus' birth as death, his resurrection, to go to church every Sunday, you know, put in our time, you know, it doesn't cost us anything. And we could believe in that, you know, and here we have a rich young man who came up to Jesus in verse chapter 19, verse 16. And it says, now a man came up to Jesus and asked, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Great question, right? He wants eternal life. He has a desire. He doesn't want to go to hell. He wants to have eternal life in heaven. Who doesn't, right? Everybody does. And then Jesus says in verse 17, Why do you ask me about what is good? <laughs> Jesus replied, There's only one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey the commandments. Okay, that sounds pretty pretty cool. Okay, then the, so he questions him. He says, Okay, Lord, which ones? The man inquired of Jesus. And Jesus replied, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, sounds like a pretty simple list, right? Well, for most of us, <laughs> of course, you know. And uh, this was obviously a simple list for this rich man. And so he said in verse 20, he says, all these I have kept, the young man said. And he should have just left it at that. All these I have kept. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> okay, I'm going. But he had asked the question, what do I still lack? And here's the answer Jesus gave. And look what happened. Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor. And you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and what? Follow me. He even had an invitation, the same invitation that Jesus gave Matthew and James and the disciples. He gave this rich young man the same invitation. He says, if you want to be perfect, 
go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, what was his response? He went away sad because he had great wealth. You see, he was willing to follow Christ because it was easy for him to, to do the commandments, the ones that Jesus mentioned. Not murder, do not commit adultery, don't steal, you know, don't give false testimony, honor your parents, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Which I don't even know if he kept all those commandments. Obviously, I don't know this young man. <laughs> but he claims that I have kept all these. It's been easy for me. Okay, I've had no problem, you know, doing what you've asked me to do to follow the Ten Commandments. So what do I still lack? And then Jesus hit him where it hurts. If you want to be perfect, go sell everything you have. Give away your possessions. Give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And of course, but that was too much for the young man. He said, no, Lord, I can't do that. I'll go as far as the Ten Commandments. You know, I'll go as far as the first list you gave me. But to give up everything I have to follow you, I can't do that. And we see a lot of that in the church, a lot of that in Christians' lives, where they're willing to do the easy things. You know, it's easy not to murder someone, okay? I don't know, I don't know any murderers in my life, and I am definitely not one. Uh, I don't steal, you know. I don't give false testimony. I honored my mom and dad. You know, I try my best to love my neighbor as myself. Those things are easy, you know. But when it really comes to give it up, the things in our lives that will hurt. Then we see a problem with people truly giving their lives to the Lord and truly following the Lord with all their hearts. This young man heard this, and when he heard it, he walked away sad because he couldn't do it. And then Jesus said to his disciples in verse 23, he goes, I tell you the truth, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And so, I see that that's a problem. That's something we really have to focus on is how far do we want to go in this faith? How far are we willing to follow Christ? Are we only going to put a limit on it? Okay, Lord, I'll do this. I won't steal. I won't murder. I won't commit adultery. I won't give false testimony. I'll honor my parents. You know, I'll love my neighbor as myself. But anything beyond that, Lord, I'm not going to give up. You know, I can't. Because I, I love it. Because I want it. This man wanted his possessions more than he wanted Christ. And it's a sad story. And how many of us are in the same boat, though? It may not be wealth <laughs> that we're willing to give up. But what if God asks us to give up things in our lives that we know we love? You know, um, and we have to come to a point where we're willing to give up though everything for the Lord. You know, when Jesus called his disciples and he said, follow me, what did he tell them? What did they do? They left their family. They left their job. They left their, 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 their everything. <laughs> they left their land, you know. They left everything that was... They worked for, you know, anything they gained through the life that they were leading, you know, they gave up to be followers of Jesus Christ. And that truly is what the pure example 
of what a Christian is. It's someone who just doesn't profess Christ as their Lord, as their Savior, as someone they believe in. You know, they just don't profess to believe in God. They don't just profess to believe in the Holy Spirit. They live it. They are followers of Jesus Christ. And that's what the Lord is calling us to be today. Because it's not going to be believers. (laughs) Listen to this. It's not going to be believers who enter the kingdom of heaven. It's going to be his followers. It's going to be the ones that Jesus knew. Again, we go back to the scripture when we have Jesus gives us that picture on the last days. You're going to have big believers standing before the Lord. How do we know they're believers? Because they believed in his name to, to prophesy in his name. They cast out demons in his name. They performed all sorts of miracles in his name. Okay, remember that story. Don't forget it. They professed it. Lord, we did this all in your name. And what did Jesus say to them? He said, depart from me. I never knew you. Depart from me. I never knew you. Because Christianity is not just a faith. Christianity is a relationship. It's a relationship with the ultimate God. It's a relationship with our Lord and Savior. It's a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And if you're not not uh, working towards that, <laughs> if you don't see it that way, if it's just something you do, it's just someone you believe in, it's just it's just my faith. I you know I'm just do what I do because that's what I've always done. You know, if you have not personalized your faith to know Jesus personally, then according to the word, not according to me, but according to the word, (laughs) I can't see how we can call ourselves a Christian. Because a Christian is not just a faith. A Christian is a follower of Jesus Christ. It is a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ. It is a follower of of the whole scripture, not just bits and pieces, not just what we want to do or what's easy for us to give up or for easy for us to follow. Again, we're not murderers, okay? Everybody that I know, I don't believe are thieves, okay? You know, we don't give false testimony. We honor our parents and we try our best to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Those are easy things to do. But a time's going to come if he's our true follower of Christ, where he says, okay, now we need to give up the hard things. We need to give up those things that are, are go contrary to my word, that are, that are contrary to a life of a Christian, the things that our flesh has desired for years, and we have, and, and we have, you know, it's a part of our lives that Jesus wants to change, and it's going to hurt. It's going to be hard. You know, the first time I quit smoking, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to lose my mind, you know, but I knew that I had to quit if I was going to be a pastor, if I was going to be called in the ministry. I mean, it was two weeks of, you know what? <laughs> but I knew that I knew that I knew that that was a change the Lord wanted me to do. And it hurt. And I, I fought tooth and nail for, for the first couple of years when I got saved, and but I knew that the Lord, I couldn't get into the ministry if I didn't quit. And so finally I said, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I quit cold turkey. 
you know, and it was hard, but the outcome was worth it. You know, I was free from that and I felt good and I was able to do the ministry that the Lord called me to. And so this week, you know, I, again, I just want you to think about this because this is vital because we cannot go any further until we have distinguished, you know, if we're going to be a Christian just by word or if we're going to be a Christian by how we live. Because what Christianity comes down to really is it's a lifestyle, you know, uh, and we can, we're going to get into it more and more as the weeks go on, but <laughs> and hopefully you'll stick with me here. <laughs> but we have to we have to settle this in our hearts right now. We have to decide, you know, are we going to be on fire for Christ or are we going to be like another group of individuals, you know, in the book of Revelations we read, you know, where God spoke through the prophet and said, you know, to the church that, you know, this I have against you, that you're lukewarm, you know, and God said himself, he said, I'd rather have you, you, you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, what did God say? He said, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. <laughs> so apparently, you know, God takes this very seriously. Jesus takes this very seriously. And if they take it very seriously, then as believers, we need to take this seriously. We need to understand what it means to be a Christian. Again, not just by mouth, but by how we live our lives. Because we want to be sure that when we stand before the Lord, we won't be one of those deceived people. We will know that we know that we know that we can stand before the Lord confidently and know that we will be welcomed into the kingdom of God. Not just because we said we were Christians, but because we live the life of a Christian. So, again, just examine yourselves. Get into the Bible. You know, make sure that I'm not making this stuff up, okay? <laughs> Go back and to read the word that, and let the Lord minister through, through his word to you personally. Because what I need and what you need are two different things, you know? What I need to change in my life and what you need to change in your life may be two completely different things. And so we need to get, again, making this relationship, making this faith personal. God's going to work with us personally. And he's going to, you know, weed out of us what he wants to weed out of each and every one of us. So that not only can we be sure of our eternal salvation, but we can be sure of our salvation here on earth and be able to live a life that's pleasing to him even before we get to heaven. And so let's draw that line today. You know, let's be honest with ourselves and let's examine our lives and really ask ourselves, okay, now that I believe in Christ and I'm believing in him because I want to believe in him, ask yourself this week, how far are you willing to go in that walk? Because the Lord takes us all the way, folks, <laughs> you know, almost to the point of perfection. And if we're going to be called Christians, then we're telling the people, hey, I'm not just one because I go to church on Sundays. I'm not one because I just go to a Christian church. No, I'm a Christian because I'm a follower of Christ, just like the disciples were, just like many disciples are today, you know. And I want to be one of those individuals, and I hope to God, and it's your, in your heart, 
to want to be one of those individuals as well. So, all right, with that in mind, we're going to continue on. Wherever the Lord's taking this, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going with it. And hopefully you'll stick around and, and tune in each week um, as you receive these podcasts. And let's grow together. Let's let's do this together. If you have any comments, you know, something you want to share, please, please do so. Um, you know, you can catch me on Facebook. You can email me at mjp5861 at yahoo.com. Um, if you have my phone number, text me. I want to hear what you're thinking and what you feel. And because um, this is vital, folks. This is really where we got to. This is where the rubber meets the road, you know. And we have to decide. You know, the, the Bible says, choose this day who you shall serve. So let's choose this day to serve the Lord, not just with our mouths, but with our lives. And if we're going to profess to be Christians, then let's relate to its teachings <laughs> and let's live the life that Christ has called us to live. Because as he called the disciples to follow him, he's calling us to follow him too. And so until we talk next week, I hope you have a great week. Um, and again, any comments, please share. Please feel free to share this with people you know who need to hear this. And I hope these podcasts are helping you. So God bless you. And we will talk again next week. Bye for now.